welcome to A Path to Redemption, the podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you've had time to spend with the Lord this week in prayer and also in Scripture. And we're going to go ahead and keep going on into our look at Psalms 23 and kind of the normal Christian life, if you will, and how we're supposed to act in different situations. So far, we've talked about the Lord is my shepherd, and we shall not want, and how everything we have comes from the Lord um, as our shepherd, and it's his responsibility to take care of our needs, both from our natural needs to our spiritual needs. Last week, we talked about the place of rest and how we need to find a place of rest inside of Christ to where no matter what happens, no matter what's going on, we truly believe that he is going to be Lord of our life, Lord of our problems, and that he is going to work them out and that he's going to do them and simply find that place of rest to sit back in him and then kind of go forward when he tells us to go. And that's what we're going to talk about today is when do we move? Okay, we have a problem that's come. We found our place of rest. We were believing that God's going to take care of it. But then, obviously, faith needs some type of action, right? Because we know that faith without works is dead. But the faith, the works have to be according to the leading of the Spirit. And you need to move whenever God tells us to in those situations. And that's what we're going to be looking at today, is how do we actually walk through that path of righteousness? So, Again, we're going to be in Psalms 23. That's going to be our base scripture. But before we get there, just a couple of housekeeping items again. First and foremost, all scripture comes from the New King James Version. Again, if you need a copy of a New King James Bible, just shoot me an email at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com. And again, don't take my word for it. I want you to study to show yourself approved. We're going to look at a lot of scripture today, and we're going to really kind of break this down a little bit. But I really want you praying and really finding out what God has for you in this area, how you can apply this into your own life because I truly believe in a practical gospel, a practical Christianity that can apply in your everyday life. And again, if you have any questions whatsoever, just feel free to shoot me an email at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com. I'm here to help. I want to help, but all you have to do is just shoot me an email and I will respond. As we go in today, our base scripture again is Psalms 23. Psalms 23 begins, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I've said this once, and I'm going to say it again as well. This is not a psalm of death, but this is a psalm of life. This is how we are supposed to walk our lives and walk through things with Jesus Christ in different areas of our life. It can be a psalm of development of and kind of show you how Christ can develop you in different areas, and it can be a, a comfort as you go through different types of trouble and how you're supposed to navigate this life. And today, we're going to talk about walking the paths of righteousness. So starting in verse 3, it says, He restores my soul, which we talked talked about last week, but then it says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And that's going to be our focus today. Now, very simply, and we've talked about this before, the paths of righteousness is very simply the leading of the spirit. 
it. If you go to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 through 18, it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law, meaning very simply that you are under grace. And if you continue down into verse 22, it says, but the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another to envying one another. Now, so what does that mean there? That means basically if you are led by the Spirit, and if you walk according to the leading of the Spirit, not only are you not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh, but you're not going to be subject to the law, which is kind of a, a little bit of a foreshadow to the series after this one, where we're going to talk about the difference between grace and and the law, but ultimately when you walk in the spirit, you walk in the paths of righteousness. Why? Because it's not you that's making those decisions anymore, but rather it's the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ from the Father above. Amen? So another example or another way to put this in Romans chapter 8 in verse 1, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. If we walk according to the spirit, then we will walk in the paths of righteousness. And that is the leading of the spirit. Amen. But here's the thing. We talked last week about the the place of rest. And I kind of gave you the example of of sitting on your log. And while there's all these different fires being started out there, whether it be from, you know, fleshly people in your life or whether it even be be from from the enemy and all those types of things. But regardless, there's all these little fires here. And I told you last week that it's important for us to find a place of rest, to find a log, if you will, in the middle of the uh, of the forest and sit there even while all of that is burning. And why do I say that? Because if you truly find your place of rest, even in the midst of of all the the trouble and the trial and tribulation, then you're going to truly believe that Jesus Christ has you, and you're going to truly believe that that God has your best interest in heart. And then you're going to begin to trust and believe that he will take care of all of these things. But here's the thing, though. Having that faith and having that trust isn't enough because we know from the book of James that faith without works is dead. And this is where the works part comes in. We should never act on our faith outside the leading of the Spirit. We just talked about that. In order to walk through the paths of righteousness, you have to be led by the Spirit. So what does that mean? That means even though there's all these fires around, even though there's all these little troubles around, or even big troubles, we need to be led by the Spirit when we begin to walk. So when it's time to move, 
God will tell you to move. And that's what's so important here, right? We absolutely know at some point through this whole life, we are going to have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And the scripture says, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yes, we are going to have to walk through trouble. We are going to have to walk through trials. We are going to have to walk through tribulation. And we have to understand that that is going to be part of what our normal Christian life is. Because that's the way it is. If Jesus Christ had to endure certain things in this life, so are we. We're going to have to do that as well. So we must understand that as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, now, again, walking through the valley of the shadow of death does not mean actually walking through death, okay? That's not what that means one bit, okay? That means you're walking through the valley, okay? And that there's the shadow of death is anything that can overtake you, anything that's going to take you away from your relationship with Jesus Christ, anything that's going to take you away from what God has for you, and ultimately is going to try and pull you away from your faith and from that place of rest that you have. That's why it's so important that when we walk according to the leading of the Spirit, that we also take our trust and take our rest and move forward. Because you can't have works without faith, but you also can't have faith without works. They're tied together. So you can't go out and move without believing, and you can't believe without moving. Does that make sense? So that's what really we're talking about here. And don't forget here that while we're going to have trial and tribulation, you know, first Peter chapter one and verse six says, in this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love. Now, so we understand that there's going to be trials, there's going to be tribulations. We're going to have to walk through that valley of things that can honestly try and take us away from Jesus Christ, try to take us away from all those things. But what does the scripture say about that? So in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1, 1 and 2, you have this prophecy from the Lord. It says, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. Never forget that you have been redeemed in Christ Jesus. He has called you by your name, and you are his. Amen? And this is what it says. Once you've been redeemed, this is the promise that comes to you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen. Now think about that. That is huge for us, right? Because even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and even though we walk through all these things, we have a promise here that God will always be with us and that it will never overtake us. Amen. Think about that. That is phenomenal because even though everything may be dark around us and even though we're walking and God has told us, okay, it's time to get up. It's time to go ahead and and take a fire extinguisher and start putting out some of these fires because they've burned long enough. We know that that fire is not going to scorch us and not going to come near us. It's not going to turn into a forest fire and overtake us, but rather we know that God has it. 
Amen. And I'll give you a perfect example here. So in my previous career, um, I was a department manager and there were times in, in that role that frankly, I felt like I did not know what I was doing and I was struggling and I felt like I was getting frankly nitpicked quite a bit and that there were some serious challenges. And I was in the middle of a serious, frankly, trial in this role. I wasn't used to not succeeding. Um, in fact, my whole life I had succeeded up until this point in time. And I really felt that God, what is going on here? Like I went to him and I'd say, Lord, you said I would, I should, I should prosper. And that, I would, that everything I touched would, would be gold. And, and I felt like everything that I touched was turning to rust. And I was getting called out by my general manager at the time. And I was getting called out by, by different people. And, and, you know, and it's okay. Right. Because I, I had a purpose, but I always felt that that was, that that was going on, but I kept believing God. I sat back and I said, Lord, you have this situation. Whatever your will is, is what your will is. And I want it to do. And I'll never forget that I was in prayer one day and the Lord finally said, okay, Daniel, it's time for you to move. Go apply for some positions. So what did I do? I applied for some positions and ultimately, you know, I, I prayed that the Lord would close every door that no man may open and that he would open every door that no man may shut. And ultimately I got the, found the job and changed careers and, and found the role that I'm in now. And God has absolutely prospered me in the role that I'm in. And, and it's just been absolutely tremendous for me for the last 10 years since I moved. But my point there is, is that when God, I was in the midst of the trouble, I was in the midst of the valley, I was in the midst of this huge trial. God said it was time to move. I never left my place of rest, okay, at that point, right? Because, I, but I can tell you the year before that, getting to that place of rest was brutal because I never, it was a struggle until finally I found my place of rest. And then it wasn't too much longer that God said, okay, Daniel, it's time for you to move and let's get you out. And then I'm not going to tell you everything in my current career has been sunshine and roses because it hasn't. I've had to walk through different things as well, but ultimately I always did it from a place of rest in trusting Jesus Christ. And then when he told me it was time to move, that's what we did. So when it was time for me to be a manager, I prayed about it and he said, Daniel, apply and, and you'll get promoted. So that's exactly what happened. I prayed about other things and then he would tell me to do this and he's always guided my career. And I'm just giving you that as one example. There are many other examples that I can give you of when God has told me to move and I've moved and it has turned out to be the best thing that we possibly could because it finally put the action behind the faith and behind the trust in the place of rest. Again, you cannot act and leave by leaving your place of rest. That place of rest has to come with you while you're acting because that place of rest is the faith and trust in Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit. And you cannot just trust without moving because if you don't, then that trust is for no good because you're just going to stay right in the same position while all of these fires are going on. You have to trust and then move when God tells you to move. Amen? So here's another example in, in Psalms 30. In verse 1, it says, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. 
and weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Because when we walk through the stuff, when we walk through the trials and the tribulations, we know that Christ has us and that it is not possible for anything to overtake us. Amen. All we have to do is keep that place of rest while we're walking and walk when he tells us to move. Amen. That is phenomenal because God has us. Think about the comfort that is in that. That's why he goes on in Psalms 23 in the very next scripture that says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. And what is that? The rod is the word of God. Amen. It is the word of God. You have tons of scripture that says that he would not leave us comfortless, that tells us that he would be with us, that tells us that even if, David said that even if I made my bed in hell, you would be with me. We have scriptures about how he is the lily of the valley, even in the middle of, va- of the valley, that you can find Jesus Christ in it. We have scriptures about how he's the lily among thorns. Even when things are going crazy and you feel like you're getting cut left and right, you know, Jesus Christ is that lily among thorns that we can find in in the middle of our troubles. And we have all of this scripture to show us exactly how good and how amazing Christ is and how we can find peace. So the rod, which is the word of God, comforts us. And then the staff of God is the spirit. Never forget that he said that he would not leave us comfortless, but rather he would send the comforter to us. And this is what Paul has to say in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3 through 7. It said, Blessed be the God of and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope is for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the suffering, so also you will partake of the consolation. Amen. So we have to understand that even through the sufferings and even through the trials and even through the tribulations and even through the challenges of our life, we have a comforter in the Holy Spirit that we can build up our own holy faith by by praying in the Holy Ghost. We can build ourselves up by singing songs and spiritual songs by praise and the Holy Spirit will comfort us in the middle of our trials and in the middle of our challenges. Amen. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even when we walk through that trial or through that trouble that is going to try to separate us from Jesus Christ and hinder us, we can still have comfort and we can have the faith in the word that it won't overtake us, that God will be with us, and that the the Holy Spirit will build us up as we go and pray and as we spend time with him and that we can get through whatever it is that we need to get through. Amen. How amazing is that? Literally, God gives us a blueprint of how to walk through life in Psalms 23. First, understanding that he is the Lord, our shepherd. We shall not want. Everything begins with him. We find the place of rest, and then we move when he tells us to move. And as we walk through it, what is it? We are comforted through it. Amen.
That is amazing. That's how amazing God is, and that's how amazing He His just following Him and trusting Him is. Amen. Now, that's as you walk through every every part of your life. Now, there, but I'll also tell you that there are four things mentioned in the book of Ephesians that we are to walk in at all times as Christians. So if we're led by the Spirit, we should walk in these four things and as we're led by the Spirit. So the first one that we're to walk in is unity. And Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering with bearing with one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling one lord one faith one baptism one god and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all so the first thing we're supposed to walk in is unity of the spirit amen and forbearing one another and basically giving preference to the other person and endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. Amen. We don't do that through strife and we don't do that through, through, you know, talking bad about other people and and all these other things that you kind of see happening right now in modern churches and going behind people's back, but rather in righteousness and in, which is the right standing of God. And also in the leading of the spirit to understand what unity is and giving forbearance to other people. Amen. That's what it means to walk in unity. Again, the next thing that, that Paul tells us that we need to walk is in love. In Ephesians chapter 5 and starting at verse 1, it says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. We are to walk in love with everyone, not just other Christians, not just not just your neighbors and the people in your family and the things that we are to walk in love with everyone. Amen. That is the hallmark of Christ. Don't never forget that God is love and we should walk, walk as Christ did and be imitators of Christ and walk in the love that he had for everyone because we know that he loved the world. He loved everyone in it. And when I say the world, I'm not talking the things of the world. I'm talking about the people. I'm talking about the people inside of the world and he loved every single one of them and we are to walk in love. We are to walk according to that love and show people the love of Christ because the love of Christ is the greatest evangelical tool that is out there. And if we walk in the love of Christ, we walk as Christ did. Amen. The next thing that we're told to walk in is we are told to walk in the light. And it says in in Ephesians chapter five and verse eight, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. We are to walk in the light, which is the goodness, righteousness, and truth of Jesus Christ, to walk in the right standing of God, to walk in the truth of God too, amen, and letting the light shine in every aspect of our life, letting the light shine in every aspect of anything that we touch, and really seeing the truth of everything, not holding back any of our things from God, but rather walking completely open as an open book before him and allowing that light to shine even in 
into the darkest places. Amen. We are to walk in the light of God. Amen. And the last thing that we are to walk in is wisdom. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. We are to walk in wisdom, to understand what the will of God is and what is right before God. Amen. Our relationship begins to govern when we walk in the right in the paths of righteousness, which is according to the leading of the Spirit. If you walk in the wisdom of understanding what the will of God is, you will not be under law, but rather you will be under the fullness of his grace, and you can walk in the paths of righteousness. You can walk through the trouble in the valley of the shadow of death. You will be comforted by his rod and his staff, and you will come out the other end being able to stand in his glory as an over overcomer. Amen. How amazing is that? And how amazing is God? Just remember this. We have to be first, have a place of rest, have a place of trust. And that only comes by understanding that the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Then when it's time for us to move, God will tell us to move and we can put our actions with our faith and then we can really begin to see what God has for us. Amen. This is the normal Christian life. This is how we're supposed to act. This is how we're supposed to walk. This is how we're supposed to get through our daily life by first recognizing everything comes from God, by second finding that place of rest and trusting him explicitly and then moving when he tells us to move. And then the next week, what we're going to talk about is standing on what we've overcome. Amen. Standing in what we've overcome. Amen. And it's going to be, it's going to be even better because there's, there's a whole other piece of that. And then we're going to talk about what happens after that too. Look, I hope you're understanding this. This is how God wants us to move. This is how God wants us to have that relationship. This is what God wants in our lives. He wants us explicitly trusting them. He wants us falling back on him. He wants us to believe that he is Lord of our lives and that he will supply everything that we need according to his riches and glory. We just have to fall back in that faith and then move when he wants us to. Amen. How amazing is that? God is so um, absolutely amazing. Amen. Look, I hope you got something out of this. I hope that it helps you. I hope it gives us a little bit more understanding about, about some of the tribulations, some of the trials, and some of the things that maybe you're going through at this moment in time. This week's Song of the Week goes back to 2010 and it's going to be by Mercy Me on their album The Generous Mr. Lovewell and the name of the song is Move. Again, the song of the week this week goes back to 2010, Mercy Me's album The Generous Mr. Lovewell and the song is Move. Amen. And I love this song. It just says, you know, I might bend, I might break as long as I can see your face. It's a good song. I hope that you get something out of it. I hope you enjoy it this week. But look, walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise redeeming the time for the days are evil. Understand what the will of God is. Understand what his purpose is. Understand what he's got going on in your life. And the only way to do that is to spend time with him, to read the scripture, to really dive in and spend some time in prayer and understanding what the leading of the spirit is. 
Never forget, I'm here to help you if you need it. Just email me at pathtoredemptionohio at gmail.com. I'm more than willing to help and and to, to answer any questions that you may have. But until next week and until we talk about really standing and what God has, has given us to overcome, I just hope you have time to spend with the Lord. I hope that you have time to spend in prayer and also in scripture. But also remember this simple truth. The Father loves you. Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless.